evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever it is that you are seeing my face. Welcome to another episode of the Apple Tech Facts. I'm your host, Josh Line, and joined as always with me, my brilliant co-host, Mr. Seth Cruz. How you doing today, sir? Doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty dang well. I have zero complaints at all. But just to let you guys know, our mission is to provide you guys with the head headline news for Apple and other tech-related news that you without taking up a lot of your time and within about 20 minutes with new episodes published about every other Monday or so. Getting right into it, because as I said, we don't like to waste a lot of your time. Live Activities is finally coming to iOS 16.1. As of right now, it is not on the, if you're on the public beta like I am, then you're not going to see it just yet, but they did just release today um, iOS 16.1 beta 3, and it is in there. So if you are a huge sports fan like myself, you're going to be excited about that one. And really, the Live Activities is kind of like the push notification except that it's just uh, uh, something you already got on the screen updating. So if you have one of the phones with the always-on display, as an example, yep. where you want to know the score of the game, every time you look at it and the score has changed, it just updated. Yep. So it's, it's a pretty neat feature. Really yep. looking forward to that being available. I, I honestly didn't think that it would be important to me, but... Thinking about things even like uh, college football, the Huskers here in yep. Lincoln, Nebraska. Yep. You know, it will be nice to just be able to look and see it. Yep. So absolutely, yeah. it will live in the dynamic island if you are an iPhone 14 Pro user, yep. Pro Max user, or it's going to be on your uh, lock screen on yep. the bottom part of your screen. That's where that will live at. Let you guys know when that is officially live, so that you guys can pay attention and go figure it out. Next up, the iPad Mini 6 and new, newer iPads. The battery replacement programs are changing on those devices where Apple used to just go ahead and give you a new device whenever it is that you took your device in for a new battery upgrade. As of today or yesterday, one of the two, they are now actually going to be swapping out the batteries only on those devices. So if you have an iPad Mini 6 or newer, then uh, when you take your battery in, which you shouldn't have to do, at least for you know two, three years, then at a minimum, then you're that you'll actually get your device back just with the new battery. The the nice thing there is your data is not going to just disappear. Like you're not going to get a uh, refurbished device where all of your information is missing or maybe was restored to. It's truly your device. People have been asking for this from a from the perspective of even some lawsuits that said we didn't ask you to refurbish anything else other than the battery. Yep. And so really this is responding I think to those needs and wants. Right? Yep. Yep, and it also helps with keeping Apple's supply intact. I'm actually sure. uh, intact. I'm surprised that they haven't done this sooner. And you know, my personal opinion seeing is how if they run out of stock of something, they're just gonna wait until they have another one of that model to replace it, versus just giving you the newer model for the same price, right. which is what I think they should do. Again, that's my two cents. And moving on. Um, if you are one of the few that uh, has your iPhone 14 Pro. You, it's still seeing 
uh, strong demand as of right now still. Not surprisingly, it's only been three weeks. And if you're on the Verizon network, you're likely seeing some 5G connectivity issues. That is an issue that will be addressed in a software update. I haven't gone over the release notes yet for the public beta, for the uh, third public beta, which I'm sure it's probably in there by now. It should be a simple tweak. Probably. You know, with that thing. But again, that should actually be getting uh, released to the public uh, beta testers tomorrow. It's usually the upgrade date. They usually get it the day after the developers. So I'll let you guys know if that issue has been resolved. And also kind of tail along with the iPhone 14, based off of the benchmarks that we have been seeing on the devices, we'll say, give you, just to give you like a uh, overall view of every year, it's like Apple improves their scores by, let's say, 1,000 out of 10,000 units, let's say, like... That's the measuring metrics I'm using here. So by a thousand, basically they're improving. So you're getting about two thousand to twenty five hundred, give or take a couple hundred there. If you are waiting every two years to upgrade, to me, based off of these metrics, and I'm just I don't see that it is worth it to upgrade your iPhone every year. Just wanted to throw uh, that out. Another way to think about this would be, let's say every year it's ten ten percent, and by waiting and seeing 20% every two years, there's more bang for your buck. Yep. Because, you know, if you're on the cutting edge, you need that absolute, every bit of performance it does, it can make sense in very specific use cases. Maybe there's another reason besides performance that makes you want the new model. If it's strictly on the CPU performance, it's probably not worth it. If you're after the... 48 megapixel camera or some other feature that's really important to your workflow it, it you might find a reason you need it sooner but uh, it's an absolute the, the the information that's coming out really does draw a line in the sand probably more than we've seen previously that yeah. says if you're really only after the the fastest performing that right now, at least, and, and historically, let's say over the last 10 years, mm -hmm. it probably doesn't make a lot of sense to upgrade every year if it's just the performance you're after. So it was a, yep. a good piece of information to, to help people understand when they're in that upgrade cycle. Yep, that's why I'm waiting until next year as much as I wanted to. And I said it before, I really wanted to get that iPhone 14 Pro uh, based off of the, the, the camera. Yeah. Would have been my big selling point on there, but again... To take the emotion out Hard of your to justify. Yeah. Hard to justify, but take the emotion out of your decisions. You'll make the right call. Yep. Uh, next up, a couple of quick things here. External monitor support for the iPad is uh, currently being delayed. It's been a little too buggy, and I'm glad that Apple, they just announced this today, I think, or yesterday, that um, this was going to be delayed. So all you uh, iPad-only users out there, workflow power users are, are going to get a delay on that and for good reason. Also, it is announced today, literally hours ago from the time that we're recording this, is that Apple has actually notified us that Stage Manager is coming to the older iPad Pros. So this includes the 
iPad Pro, the 2018 11-inch and 12-inch iPad Pros, the 2020, 2021, 22 11-inch and 12.9-inch uh, iPad Pros as well. Whereas before they announced that it was just going to be on the M1s, now these older models are going to get it. I know there's there was a lot of good reason here. Based off of that feature alone, if you had the older uh, iPad Pro models to upgrade, now you don't. But I will say this, if you do are one of those people that is on the iPad Pro, the 2018, you're, you're probably going to want to do the upgrade as you're probably going to see uh, your battery and your performance down. So now's the time, I would say, to upgrade to the new uh, iPad Pro in a few weeks after we know if we're going to get a brand new uh, model for this year, which we should, and we'll know in the next couple of weeks. And the the thing we just talked about a minute ago with CPU performance really does translate, generally speaking, from the iPhone to iPhone. But on the iPad and iPad Pros, different different models of iPads, we are seeing some similar benchmarks as far as year to year. And so if you think about a 2018 iPad versus a 2022 iPad, the the difference in the CPU could be significant. It yeah. might work, but it might be 50%, 40% yep. slower than a, a brand new one. So you are you are able to do it. Doesn't mean that yeah. you're going to enjoy it. Right. Yeah. So anyway, just keep those things in mind when you're looking at the, it, well, it's only four years old. Okay, well, if you do 10, 10, 10, 10, yep. that's 40%. It does add up. So just keeping that in mind, if your workflows require you to do some of those more advanced yep. CPU intensive tasks. Yep. I would say if you're just using it for media consumption, maybe you're reading some books and basic tasks like that for basic word processing. At this point, I would say don't worry about it or maybe just go get your battery replaced. Exactly. It doesn't cost that much. This this iPad for my passengers and my Uber, it literally is just a glorified media player. It does no hard work at all. And I and I see no reason to upgrade it unless it breaks. Absolutely not. Yeah. So next up and getting to the last couple of topics and uh, get we'll call this the Apple Watch Talk, and I think that's what we're going to name the episode as it came to my head here. Um, if you were one of the people that went out and got the Apple Watch Series 8 or the Ultra, you are more than likely experiencing some microphone-related issues more fully with uh, the speaker basically on the device. So this is something that will get addressed in a software update, so don't worry about having to go back to Best Buy or to the Apple Store to, to restock it and get a new the, one. The, the thing that was most noticeable was that things where it might tell you, hey, you're in a loud environment, um, that wasn't working as well. You were harder to hear, maybe a little muffled, out, I don't know, yeah. whatever, cutting out. Um, in if you were in just a you're just talking on your watch so there were some very specific use cases it's great to hear that they're going to fix that with a, a software update yep. but I think this is similar to the growing pains around the shaky camera exactly. with third-party yep. apps that that we recently saw uh, them having to address uh, you know there are going to be these things that happen when you 
buy it the first two first, weeks. The first, yeah, the, the first the first out. cycle is how I the first right. production cycle is kind of why another major reason why I wait. Why you wait? And you know until three or four months out because that's usually when Apple does their second cycle. It's about three months after the release of the first cycle, so that it has a. It's basically a brand new build of the product to fix these types of issues and other issues that they may have uh, seen coming that they didn't or couldn't get addressed during the initial yeah. uh, quality assurance process. So it's there's definitely the microphone issue was one. Was there another one that was an uh, issue? Not yeah. on that, That from what I saw. Yeah. The, the, the durability, there's a great video. Yeah. When you're done watching this, search... Uh, Apple Watch Ultra Hammer and watch it's the first result it's absolutely it made me laugh so hard a couple times oh man but this guy basically tests the durability of the Apple Watch Ultra with a hammer and let's just say that until he got angry it did really well (laughs) <laughs> yes, it it uh, it did what you would expect it to do, and then it did better than that. My my wife watched it, and before she started laughing, she goes, "Wow, it really is impressive." It gives you an idea of just how durable the watches in general and things of that nature have become. I'm I'm not saying that you would get that same kind of performance of being able to hit your phone with a hammer, but. It's nice to know, like when you get out of the car and you bang your watch into yeah. the door frame or something yeah. that probably isn't going to break the first time that happens. Right. So, anyway, that was nice. Yep. Yeah, what I take away from that is that they definitely uh, delivered on the promise on that durability there. As like, I watched that video as well myself, and he had to <laughs> literally smash it with the hammer like eight times before it stopped functioning. And even then, it didn't even look like the glass had cracked. Right. It just, the display stopped showing up. And on the beginning of that video, we actually did a drop test, which was kind of the, the more interesting, the piece that I was more interested in myself yeah. as there, it's going to be more of a higher volume thing that's going to happen out in the world. And it did exactly what I thought it was going to do, and it scratched it right up. First drop, I think maybe he did it from like 40 four, feet. Four feet. Four feet. Okay. Four feet, which just is dropped it from just dropped like this, just, and yeah. it showed obvious scratches. To me, that bothers the mess out of me, and you know that's it, it's again, the reason some people put like a rubberized kind of case exactly. around it. And and if if that bothers you, you probably would. Yep. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to be one of those when I go and get my uh, SE2. I will definitely be doing that because a scratch screen is an annoying screen and. Just like on the iPhone 13s or 13 Pros and 14 Pros, the side of it is stainless steel. So it's going to be extremely fingerprint attractive, I guess you could say. And it's going to be extremely easy to scratch. And to me, that is above all the most annoying thing. So the Apple Watch holds true the same way. Other than that, guys... That's all I got. Seth, you got anything else for us? You know, I think this is going to be a short episode this week, and that's okay. We really appreciate everybody tuning in. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notification bell so you don't miss any episodes because it really helps us out. And with that, 
Actually, I just remembered one more okay, thing. One more thing. If you guys stuck it out through the oh. entirety of this yes. video, congratulations. You guys are going to be probably the first ones uh, to know about this. <laughs> but uh, we are officially kicking off our first giveaway of the show. So what you can win is a Apple Tech Facts, your choice, whiskey glass, pint glass, or a t-shirt just like the ones that we have on. Now, you, there's not a lot required to do this, guys, to, to enter in. All I need you to do is go hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel, go and follow us on Twitter, and then send me a direct message on Twitter that just says, done. You will be entered in. I'm gonna run the pot, the, the um, drawing. The drawing for about two weeks, so I'll start this on the day that this is released. And yeah, get that stuff done. You'll be entered, and then I will message you following on Twitter who the winner is and what which one you would like to do. Again, like Seth said, go hit that subscribe button. Go follow us on Twitter at Apple Tech Facts, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for watching.